patience is finally, utterly, and irrevocably exhausted. The United Earth Confederation can no longer stand idle as the Chicanian Empire continues their illegal, abhorrent, and unlawful incursions into our treaty-designated space. If recent provocations on Space Colony Jeffrey were not enough, this report clearly demonstrates their malign intent. <laughs> Madam Speaker, Chitkilnium fleets are gathering close to the Confederation Sagittarius sector borders, even as we debate in this hallowed chamber. <laughs> no sentient being willingly wishes to experience conflict at a scale beyond even the Quantronic Wars of the 25th century. But we stand ready to meet might with even greater right and unmovable determination. The United Earth Confederation will not rush to war. History shall not judge us the aggressor. Which is why I have this day cycle dispatched our most experienced special envoy, the venerable Thaddeus F. Thorkwind, to the Buffer region, where he will meet with the Chaconians at Concordant Station. The venerable Thorkwind's mission, Madam Speaker, fellow senators, is clear to achieve a negotiated resolution to this crisis. For if he cannot, we shall unleash such forces upon the galaxy that they will rival the very creation of the cosmos. <laughs> so let the Chaconians make no mistake about our resolve. We may hope for peace, but we shall not retreat from war. In the 28th century, the United Earth Confederation and Chaconian Empire's long smoldering Cold War stands on the brink of fiery ignition. Harmony and coexistence are rapidly retreating in the face of probable interstellar war. For millions of sentient beings, only a slim chance of peace remains in the pause of regional junior debate runner-up and tiddlywinks legend, Dr. Wehizo, who, along with failed Elvis impersonator Advic Goose, will soon be inextricably thrust into the heart of the diplomatic endeavors in Dr. Wehizo and the Foul Legend Domain, part one. Advic, I am so bored. There's not been an alien invasion, dimension incursion, or terror from beneath the seas in weeks. Right now, I'd settle for a grumpy traffic warden in a tinfoil hat claiming to be sprang the unmentionable from the galactic rim. I know, Dr. Weasel, isn't it heavenly? I can't recall the last time I felt this rested. Anyway, after your recent brush with death, I thought you were appreciating some downtime. I get my best rest, Avic, right after I've punched a global dictator in the scrots or liberated an alien princess from a life of servitude. What's restful about sitting around on my own firm fluffy butt reading? Love, lords and ladybirds. That's my book. I was a bit disappointed there wasn't as much entomology in it as the title suggested. It's all right. If you ask me, this Cartland woman's never going to make it as an author. You don't know, if you're that bored, that we've accessed the whole of time and space through the Weasdis? 
All you've used it for recently is to pop to the local shops to pick up a copy of the Racing Times and a bottle of Tizer every Wednesday. Can I help it if I like fizzy red flavoured drinks and a little flutter on the equine athletes? It's the little things like that that make lives worth living. Uh, Doctor, I can't believe I'm suggesting this, but I think you're becoming a little set in your ways. Despite any claims to the contrary, I do believe almost dang has changed your outlook to a more cautious one. Are you saying I'm chicken, Goose? No, far from it. But face it, Doctor, we could go anywhere, any time in the cosmos, right now, and be punching a princess or what have you before supper. I bet that would perk you up in no time. Punching a pr- oh, Avic. We really need to get you some serious therapy one of these days. Stop changing the subject, Doctor. Admitting you've got a problem is the first step in overcoming it. Not that I think more caution is a problem, of course. A little excitement in my life uh, sounds quite good to me. Really? After all our adventures, you're happy to grow old and fat on Entity's payroll? I can't believe my little time weaselers are hearing that. I note you're still deflecting the subject. Okay, Goose. I accept your challenge. Let's go to... No! Not Mr. Patel's corner shop again. There's nothing dangerous there, aside from those bottles of wine he's had on the back shelves for the past decade. I wasn't going to suggest that. Let's go off-world. We've not been anywhere exotic since... Well, that, that trip back to Galloway. I told you, we're not talking about that place ever again. In which case... Why not use the Weezus's randomizer setting? That could be stimulating. What if we materialize in a star? Or slap bang in the middle of a galactic war? Or slam into the sentient and very angry moon of Patang? Doctor, it's a big universe. You've said so yourself on many occasions. In my long experience of traveling with you, the Weezus has always taken you to exactly where you were most needed. Not always where you were most welcome, certainly, but uh, she's not going to get us killed. That's not only your department. True. The materialization safety of the rides do rather eliminate instant death risk. So it's settled. Let's go somewhere, uh, maybe help some insurgents overthrow an evil monarch or a possessed spaceship or whatever. Uh, but mostly, let's get you back into the heroic saddle, if only to stop all this morose moping around. Okay then, come along Goose, there's adventure to be had. Or possibly painful and agonising death, but I'll try to focus on that. No, that's the Dr. Weasel I remember. Ah, Dr. Weasel, Advig, are you around? Run the Weasel, Briggy. Ah, glad I've caught you both. I was wondering if you wanted, uh... Gosh, it, it, it never fails to take my breath away coming in here. I still remember that first time in Pottingdale. <laughs> the men thought the CEO was losing his marbles when I told them about it. Nice to see you back on your pins, Brigade Leader, after your brush with mortality. Yeah, there's a lot of that going around, it seems. Thanks, Advic. Still on a sick ticket for the next month or so, but the Minister thought it would be best if I popped down to base weekly to give myself a breast of the current operations. What was it you wanted to ask us? I'm afraid there's not been much alien nonsense going on, and much to Dr. Weasel's disgust, I should add. 
Well, I was actually wondering if a pair of you would care to join myself and Marcy for dinner tonight at the Grange. I've been rattling around in there for weeks, and between you and me, the memsub's keen to keep my horizons open a bit more. Your wife thinks you need some new stimulation? Very much so, Doctor. Doctor? A change of scene, perhaps? Something to shake you out of your staid routine? By Jove! Oh, that would be the ticket. I think we could arrange something along those lines, and I'm not talking about supper. Doctor, if you are about to do... That is most peculiar, Doctor. Almost sounds like the Wizard's engines are running. <laughs> not that I'd normally hear them from the inside, of course. Doctor Weasel, have you got out of your tiny time weasel mind? Far from it, Goose. And you were the one who sent that idiot perking up. I meant to hop to the moon or back and something. Oh, Doctor Senior into the officer and then haul him halfway across the cosmos. Look, Advic, I'm a passionate and impulsive time weasel. What did you expect? Uh, now then, chaps, I'm, I'm sorry, but am I to understand that we are in flight in this contraption? And that we're going to the moon? I'm not certain, but that might actually breach my oath of office. My dear Alan Archway Badger, firstly, you're not currently on active duty. Uh, secondly, yes, we are in flight in my lovely, lovely way of this. And thirdly, we're not going to the moon. Um, Margate Sands then? Um, Leamington Spa? Uh, to be fair, we might be going to either of them, but uh, Abvik suggested I activate the Weezers in navigational randomizer. So right now, even I don't know where I'll end up. We're here for an indefinite value of where, but um, please don't shout at me. It also looks like the randomizer has fused our navigational circuits. You mean we're stuck wherever and whenever we are until you could affect repairs? On the money for once, Goose. Now, let's have a look around and see where we are. Hopefully, close to some shops stocking selenium triodes, or otherwise, this is going to be rather a long vacation for us all. Well, it looks like a metal corridor with lots of people in very strange outfits and... Uh, is that a spaceship? If by spaceship you mean a UE pontoon-class space freighter, then yes. Um, given the abundance of Baco foilers clothing, the ship, and that United Earth Confederation logo over there, I'd hazard a guess we're in, or close to, the 28th century again. Oh, marvellous. Be still, my beating heart. Hmm? Oh, that's right, Advic. I'd almost forgotten. You, you practically died in this era, didn't you? Now, come along, the pair of you. Let's see what adventure awaits us. If I see a single one of those Cyborials, I'm coming right back inside the Weezers. Will Lampic be able to swallow his fear and face the future once more? What will the Brigade Leader make of the distant future and all its strangeness when he can barely cope with colour television? And how will Dr. Weasel cope when he finds out all the space vessels' spare shuttle are closed for the weekend? Dock with us next time and we'll explain in Dr. Weasel and the Foul Legend of Ain, Part 2! Dr. Weasel's Weasel Telly Audio Enterprise production starring Randolph Weasel as Dr. Weasel and Covington Goose as Abvic Goose. And featuring Fraser Marshall as the Terran First Minister, with John Gavacol as the Brigade Leader. <laughs> <laughs>